Hello, good morning. Andre here. Welcome to another episode of the Daily. Thanks so much for joining me this morning. Uh, this is episode sixty-six of the Daily Podcast. We've been going on for a while now, and I hope that uh, these times that we spend together in the morning, reading scripture, spending time waiting on God in prayer, have been uh, beneficial and transformative for you. I myself in uh, coming of these podcasts and sharing with you through this medium have been really, really impacted uh, by our times together. The Lord has been teaching me so much and speaking to me even as I prepare for these sessions. And so I hope that first of all, you have been blessed, but secondly, that you have uh, created a kind of habit uh, through the daily practice of devotion that you have uh, stoked a kind of hunger and desire for God's word every morning that even uh, when this podcast concludes and I'm sorry to say that uh, the podcast will conclude at some point uh, you would still have that hunger intact and maintain the practice of daily devotion and that's uh, our heart for you those who are behind uh, this podcast for you to pursue a devotional life to seek God and his presence as you rise in the morning. Well, for today's podcast, I just thought I'll read through Psalm 63, uh, share some thoughts with you uh, even as you begin your day. And I think Psalm 63 is a really, really uh, important psalm for all of us to read uh, because I believe that in this psalm, it gives us a kind of pattern for uh, our devotional life. Uh, in this psalm, we read uh, several things that David did uh, even as he was in uh, the wilderness, a place of great trial, uncertainty, fear and worry, something that many of us experience on a daily basis. And this is what David did even as he sought God in the midst of the wilderness. And we read of his devotional life in many ways in Psalm 63. And in my Bible, uh, there's a heading there. And this psalm is titled, Joy in the Fellowship of God. Now as I read that, right, my heart just leapt with excitement, joy in the fellowship of God. And that is what God wants for all of us, even as we spend time with Him and commune with Him. It is for us to experience joy, to not approach time with Him with a kind of dreariness or a sense of duty, but to feel the joy, the pleasure of our Father, even as we seek Him, and to feel this joy permeate our soul, our heart, to leap and rise in the morning with great excitement and anticipation. Now think about you know, if someone was on his way to meet you for a coffee appointment. The last thing you want that person to come to you uh, feeling is a sense of dread or a sense of duty or fear or reluctance. If you truly cared for that person and you wanted the person to enjoy you, you would desire for that person to feel joy, excitement happiness and so does our father our father wants us to come to him in this time with hearts of great joy happiness and anticipation and so i encourage you even in this time as we enter into fellowship with god to take out your bible if you have it with you or your phone and let's pull up psalm 63 together and read through this text together psalm 63 verse 1 starts off like this O God, you are my God. 
Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. David starts off this psalm with declaring that God Elohim, the one who created the world, the maker of the universe, is his God. It's a simple yet bold confession that the God who created all things, who made all things, the God who is all-powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing, is my God. And we wake up this morning praying to not a God, but the God who is our God. He who formed the world is he who formed our bodies. He who knows the, the amount of sand, every single grain of sand on the beaches of the world is he who knows every strand of hair on your head. He is a God who is involved in our world, yet intimately present in our life. That is our God. Oh God, you are my God. And then he says this, early will I seek you. You know, I think the best way to take the daily is to take it early in the morning. Like I believe whiskey should be drank neat or with a little bit of ice. I believe that the daily is best taken, is best enjoyed in the morning. And David says, early will I seek you. It's almost as though David has made God the priority of his day, right? The thirst of David so demanded to be satisfied right at the start of the day. Think of when you wake up in the morning and you are parched and you want a drink of water to start off your day. That is how David felt on a soul level. He longed for God and that thirst demanded to be satisfied immediately as he woke up. Now Spurgeon says this, that the word early may also mean a kind of eagerness or immediateness. He who truly longs for God longs for him now. And he says, my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land. It is to say, my being, what I truly desire is you, O God. In this dry and thirsty land, in this world which is dry, which is thirsty, which can never fully and truly satisfy my thirst, I long for you, O God. And it's almost a kind of recognition, right? David recognizes that the deep longing of his heart is not for more stuff, it's not for more acclaim or honor, it is for the Lord. And so we go on to read in verse 2, it says this, So I've looked for you in the sanctuary, to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. I like to zone in on that word. Your loving kindness is better than life. And this is the reason why David was so motivated to pursue God. He was saying that the loving kindness of God, his hasad, was better, more meaningful to David than life itself. I'm reminded in the book of Acts, even as the early apostles went about preaching the gospel to Gentiles. And these were people who didn't really know uh, the prophetic history of the people of God, the children of Israel. And on many occasions, one of the ways that they made a case for God, for the gospel, was recounting the kindness of God that they had experienced, that their people all through history 
had experienced God's kindness. And reminded in Romans chapter 2, it says that it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. When we are truly convinced that God is kind, that His intention toward us is good, it's pure, it's loving, it's kind, we will be compelled to seek Him, to turn away from all that is worldly, from all that is sinful and evil. It is the kindness of God that leads us into repentance. And then David goes on to say this in verse 4 and 5, Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. And so here in this last couple of verses, we see a kind of transition of sorts, don't we, right? David uh, progresses from a deep knowing of his soul's true desire of God's loving kindness, this deep internal kind of knowing, and then he moves on to physical, to external expressions. It says that I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands. My mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. And David here is modeling something for us that is really simple, yet we often overlook. And that is this, that revelation always demands a response. I'll say that again. Revelation always demands a response. When we know God and when we know who he is, it should move us into a kind of response. I think of the numerous occasions in scripture where God comes in his power, in his presence, in his glory, where God reveals himself to men and it invokes this deep, robust kind of response that is passionate, that is exuberant, that is undignified, that pays little to no regard to cost. And God comes in his glory and presence, the people respond. And we live in a day and age where we've been so inundated with knowledge, right? We have so much access to knowledge, both secular and spiritual. We have commentaries to read. We have books that we can glean from. We have sermons and podcasts. And we have been so inundated with knowledge. But I'd like to say to you, the more that we know, the greater our response ought to be. As we step into greater revelations of God through scripture, it should invoke a response that is not shy or timid, but exuberant and passionate. Just like David, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands. My mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. And that is what David is modeling for us, right? As we read, as we know, as we come to understand, it should lead us to greater levels of passion in our worship. And then he goes on to say this in verse 6. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches, because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. Here David is almost closing off his day, right? As he is on his bed, he remembers God. He remembers the times where God has been his source of strength, his help in times of trial and adversity. And he's filled with this kind of gratitude, right? And says that he remembers God and then he meditates. He fills his mind 
with God, with the things that God has accomplished as he lies in bed. You know, biblical meditation is different from a kind of Eastern meditation, right? Where meditation is traditionally thought of as you empty your mind of thoughts. But biblical meditation is different. It is for us to fill our mind with the right thoughts. And David fills his mind with the goodness and mercy and kindness of God as he lies in bed. As he stills himself to rest and unwind for the night. He sits in knowing that God is good, merciful, and kind. And he sleeps with that thought in mind. It's almost as though he wakes up with God as the first thing on his mind. And he goes to bed with God as the last thought in his mind. And isn't that a beautiful picture of a devotional life that I think many of us crave for, right? Where God is our first instinct as we wake up and where God has so filled our lives and our day that we go to bed with him as the last thought in our minds and now I love that line in verse 8 as it says my soul follows close behind you your right hand upholds me it is to say as we follow closely to God and abide in his presence. The word that seems to suggest almost being glued together with God. The promise is this, that his hand will uphold us. The key to standing in times of trial and adversity, much like David was going through at a time in the wilderness, is to stay closely to the Lord, to follow him closely. And as we do so, as we abide, as we make every intentional effort, to stay closely with him, his hand will uphold us. That is the great fruit of a devotional life. As we seek God, as we spend times with him in the morning and in the evening, we build a kind of resilience in our soul, but we also invite his hand, his protection, his guidance all through our day. And so even as we close off this morning's podcast, let us spend some time entering into God's sanctuary, even as David did. It says that he looked for God in the sanctuary, that which is a kind of word picture for God's presence. He sought God in the sanctuary, in his presence, and there he found that God was kind, was loving toward him, and it led him to a place of great praise and joy. And this morning, God wants to lead us into a place of fellowship with Him such that we may come to deep, abounding joy. So I invite you now in this moment to get into a comfortable position. Some of you might be on your way to work right now. I invite you to get comfortable to the best of your ability. And right now, I want to ask you to put your feet firmly on the ground. And as you do so, begin to Feel this sense of groundedness. Experience the stability even as your feet is planted on the ground. And then be reminded that God's love for you is more stable, is more firm, is more steadfast than even the ground you are standing on. That this God who puts all things into order, this God who holds the world together, this God who is allowing you to experience His gravity such that you may be planted is the same God 
who is so intimately present in your life. His loving kindness is for you. And so I pray for you right now, even as you enter into God's sanctuary to experience His presence, that you will come face to face with a God who loves you, who is kind toward you, such that you may abound in hope and joy this day. And so let's spend a few moments this morning just sitting and allowing the presence of God to meet with us as we begin our day. Let's spend a few moments doing so. Amazing. Let me pray for you this morning, even as you begin your day. Father, we thank you that you are our God. O God, O God, you are my God. Early will we seek you. God, we thank you for your loving kindness that is for us, your loving kindness that is better than life itself. And today we profess that our soul's truest and deepest longing is for you, O God. Our heart and flesh longs for you, our living God, in a dry and thirsty land. And God, we pray this morning, even as we come into your presence, Lord, we pray that we will experience the vastness of your love for us. And God, we pray this day, even as we go about our daily routine, our jobs, the affairs of life, may we be led and guided by your hand, by your presence, even as we endeavor to follow closely behind you, to walk with you in step. May your hand uphold us this day. We thank you for the grace you've given us this day. We thank you and we so love you. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. Have a blessed day ahead and I'll see you in the next episode. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.